Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Today I want to tie up some loose ends. Uh, there have been things that I've talked about in podcasts in the past, and I just wanted to do some updates on them. And I want to start with uh, the incident that I based uh, about a month or so ago that was uh, discussed by Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp on their weaponized podcast where they... Uh, there were Marines who, back in 2021, had uh, seen a triangle hovering over uh, 29 Palms uh, military training base in California. And now, apparently, that turned out to be nothing, that it was flares, uh, according to reports. Uh, anyway, uh, there was an article that was uh, put out yesterday by Christopher Sharp in the Liberation Times, and the headline reads, Case Solved, Newly Uncovered Details Point to Triangular 29 Palms UFO Being Flares. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to read just a little, little portions of this article. It says, New information acquired by reporter John Greenwald has shed new light on a reported unidentified anomalous phenomena case from April 20th, 2021, witnessed by Marines from Camp Wilson in 29 Palms, California. Marines stationed at the base captured and provided footage indicating what seemed to be an unidentified object with five lights and a triangular outline. Now, before I go on with this, I just want to point out that uh, when I initially reported on this, I guess it was about a month or so ago, I didn't think that this was a, something that we should all be focused on. I thought that this took the focus away. You know, a lot of times uh, I talk about how the government, the Pentagon, uses shiny objects to uh, uh, take our attention away from the the more important aspects of this phenomena. And sometimes we do it to ourselves. Sometimes we in the UFO community uh, present the shiny object uh, to ourselves, and then we we're not looking at the at the grand prize that we should be looking at. And I think this is one of those cases. I thought so at the at the outset. Uh, I didn't think there was much to it. it. There wasn't, to me, there wasn't a lot of evidence. And now, uh, based on this reporting, uh, it looks like it's most likely uh, flares. And so it did turn out to be nothing. And we we ch turned our focus onto it. A lot of us had, did. You know, I, I'm not saying. You know, uh, I do this myself sometimes. Maybe sometimes I'm pointing a shiny object in my own face, and I'm saying, "Hey, look at this! Hey, dummy, look at the shiny object!" Instead of looking at what you should be talking about. Maybe I do that to myself sometimes too. But I think that this was definitely one of those cases uh, that we 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 hurt ourselves because then you had debunkers going on a heyday. Though everyone was talking about this for for a week or a couple of weeks, it was just a, a big much ado about nothing basically in the end. And uh, anyway, uh, of course, Greenwald, he, you know, he filed the Freedom of, Infor uh, Freedom of Information Act request or FOIA, and uh, he received it. For, he, he, it was granted. And it's, according to this article, which is written by Christopher Sharp, by the way, who is as pro uh, Lou Elizondo, pro Jeremy Corbell, pro uh, Christopher Mellon and George Knapp as you could possibly get. Uh, pro David Grush as you possibly get. And he's telling you here in this article that it seems like it's a. Uh, uh, was just nothing. It was flares. He says here, uh, the, the new information provided by Greenwald shows images and footage from the night of April 20th, 2021, which appears to depict five flares in a similar formation captured by the Marines on the same night. Uh, UAP researcher Dave Beatty, who also made a Freedom of Information Act request, searched through detailed logs of a training exercise conducted at the time of the sighting. After analyzing the data, Beatty wrote, The usage of parachute-retarded illuminating flares fired from Super UE helicopters and the Haida 70 rocket system by the Marines seems to explain the images the other group of witnesses, Marines, 
the, excuse me, the other group of witness Marines from Camp Wilson filmed. It's possible that they were not briefed on the operation or confused by the appearance of the flares over the mountains. So there you go. There's really not much to say about this other than uh, it's most certainly flares. That's what it looks like. And again, I didn't really think that the visual, the, the photographic evidence was that was really that compelling. Uh, I mean, it was something, I guess. You had a bunch of people saying that. Uh, and you still actually have some people uh, saying that. Uh, one of the Marines actually spoke to Liberation Times, who was present at the time. Uh, he doesn't. So what the what the report is saying is that the, there were smoke trails. The, these smoke trails were getting illuminated uh, by the flares, and that's what people that's what confused the Marines. But this guy here, uh, speaking on condition of anonymity, uh, says. Uh, he didn't believe the shape could be caused by smoke trails and is still searching for other explanations. Uh, and he, and he, here's a direct quote from this anonymous source. He says, We were not briefed beforehand by any higher-ups about any training going on at the time. We were not offered an explanation afterwards either. I just know we had photos showing a shape and other Marines said they could see a shape with their own eyes. In the photos released with the FOIA, you can see that the smoke trails were above the lights and remained there. That can't be an explanation on why a shape appeared to us beneath the lights. Again, I don't think we're going to get anywhere with this one. Yeah, I would, I would say that uh, it would be best for us to focus on other things. Uh, for instance, I've been receiving a lot of messages today from one of my followers, Saywan P. Uh, he's always contacting me on Twitter, and he's letting me know about all the things that are going on uh, coming up at the end of this month. Uh, he's talking about how the House Oversight Committee is ha going to have a hearing at the end of this month with some whistleblowers. He said it looks like there's going to be six people, according to Burchette, two scientists, two pilots, and two whistleblowers. So uh, that should be very interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, so that's another thing to be looking forward to. And, and something else I think we should be looking forward to is uh, at, on July 29th, if you remember, there's going to be a presentation by the, uh, the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies, or SCU, uh, and they intend to reveal images and video evidence of, uh, of a mothership, of, of an apparent extraterrestrial mothership that was witnessed by five pilots uh, uh, over the North Pacific Ocean. And uh, that's going to be something that's going to be talked about uh, on July 29th, and I'm looking forward to that presentation. It's, uh, and I'll just, just a reminder here, uh, this is what the, this organization released uh, earlier this year. It says uh, they're going to talk about during this uh it's it's going to be on Saturday, July 29th, this event, and they're going and as part of that event, they're going to be talking about a very large UAP that was crossing the North Pacific. It was observed by five pilots, and there were and it has two photos and a video that they're going to show us. Uh, and according to the abstract here from their website, it says we describe a non-military observation of UAP by multiple observers with cell with two cell phone photos and a video. The observations are inexplicable on the basis of current human technology because the craft was at least a mile long, glowing against the dark sky and was moving at about 2,000 miles per hour with no aerodynamic supporting surfaces. There are no corroborating radar or other observations. Upper limits are placed on the gravitational lensing of background field stars in the vicinity of the, uh, of the craft. Future observations of this kind may possibly be used to unambiguous, unambiguously identify extraterrestrial craft and to constrain their propulsion mechanism. And it says, also says, prior to the observations of this large craft, four or five orbs or lobes were seen to maneuver over angles of five to ten degree, degrees in seconds and then go into formation before assembling into the larger craft or else going inside it. 
So I am really looking forward to seeing that. So in addition to hearings in the House uh, with whistleblowers, scientists, and uh, others, we're going to get uh, this. This is, this is a separate thing. and This will be on a weekend, on a Saturday. So I am very much looking forward to that. I'd like to see some new evidence of uh, alien mothership presented. That would be great. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, now moving on. Uh, I want to talk about, I get a lot of comments uh, from different people. Uh, a lot of people who follow me, the regular people, regular commenters too. A lot of them are, I see comments from you guys over time and time again, all the time, just about. Uh, on Spotify and on YouTube, on, on my YouTube channel, which is Quirk Zone, and I present the show Extraterrestrial Reality on there. Uh, I get a lot of comments on there, and I get a lot of comments on my Spotify channel, uh, ex- which is UFO Extraterrestrial Reality. So I receive a lot of comments from a lot of different people. There are a lot of people who will participate in the polls that I run on there. I really on Spotify. I really appreciate that. Uh, it always something gives me something interesting to talk about. Uh, but there are a lot of comments, and I see them all the time. And I, uh, I, I feel like like I look at these comments, and I feel like I wish I could just keep talking. Right? I, w- I want to continue continue uh, continue the discussion. You know, like uh, so that's what I'm going to try to do here. So I, I I put a bunch of different comments together. I uh, from the last uh, three or four episodes. I, I think it's four episodes here, and I'm going to go through them and talk about each comment. Uh, and you know. It's, because I, I think again, there's a lot of good points that are made in these comments a lot of times, and uh, I I, I want to say more. Sometimes I'll, I'll respond to a lot of comments, uh, but uh, I want to I want to talk more about them right here on my show. Uh, now, for the most recent episode, uh, praying mantis aliens, UFOs, and water, and Vegas alien investigator cries hoax. Uh, from Spotify, I received a comment from Fred. Uh, Fred's a regular regular commenter, and uh, he says uh, I, during that episode, of course, I was talking about the praying mantis aliens. They seem to be the ones apparently in charge of uh, the little greys, the tall greys, the reptilians, according to uh, some information pro- uh, that has been culled from different researchers out there. Uh, but what he says here, he says, as a six-year-old boy, I messed with insects, bumblebees in jars, etc. But any time I encountered a mantis, I always felt the need to be kind, as if one was hanging in a spider web, he would help it. Uh, and he never thought to harm it. And that's that's pretty true because you know I I, I mean they are they are magnificent looking insects and they don't seem to be afraid. I mean I, I remember I I'm sure I talked about this at one time on the podcast. Uh, one time, I maybe seven, eight years ago, somewhere around there, I don't know. It's been some time. Uh, I was sitting outside on, on my porch, and uh, a praying mantis just hopped up on my leg, so, right on my thigh, just sitting there looking at me, mo- moving its head back and forth like it was curious, just staring at me. And I mean, I could, of course, if I if I was a jerk, I could easily just you know squished it to death, but I didn't. I just sat there and just looked at it, and it stayed there for a while. It was like interested in me. It moved around a little bit, just looking around. It, it, it completely trusted me. It was a really strange insect. I mean, they're really interesting insects. Um, uh, it, it, again, like I was stating yesterday in that podcast, it's hard to imagine that these insects somewhere evolved into intelligent creatures that, uh, 
it's it's mind-boggling but i mean we just don't know we don't know now i received another comment from somebody with regard to this um and this was on youtube this was from a, a follower named uh pedro talons 1422 and this is what uh this person says it says here's my hypothesis i don't think they actually look like a mantis i think they are something else but since the victim looking at it has never seen anything like it, their brain interprets it as a mantis, sort of like in the Lovecraft stories. Uh, uh, Sithalu looks like a man with an octopus head and bat wings, but that's not really what he looks like. It's just the closest thing that your mind can compare it to. I think it's the same with the mantises. That could very well be the case, that maybe... Uh, there's nothing else we could ever see that could, we can compare it with. And it really isn't an insect or it really isn't an evolved praying mantis or maybe it's something else. I thought that was an interesting comment, a very interesting uh, uh, contribution here to this discussion. And then uh, I received another comment uh, from Utah John 777 And he writes, he says, uh, Professor Diana Pascola of American Cosmic, describes two guys driving down the road. One clearly sees a four-foot-tall gray alien in the middle of the road. The other clearly sees a four-foot-tall owl in the middle of the road. Same object, different descriptions. This follows the Jacques Vallée train of thought that aliens and their craft can appear as whatever to meet their viewers' expectations. I'm sure all these alien, quote, types, end quote, have been seen, but which is the real form, if any? Uh, and he talks about, check out the cover of Passport to Magonia by Jacques Vallée. It shows a gray holding several different masks. Yes, I do. Uh, that is an interesting book cover. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe maybe what we're seeing are different. Everyone that would see these things sees something different. That's <laughs> that's another mind-boggling aspect uh, to this. I mean, is it possible that these beings are... Uh, they're, they're they're open when you see them they open up some sort of what you're seeing is not real but they have some sort of technology that makes you see what you, your brain would think thinks you're seeing or something like that i don't know it doesn't make sense but it seems like that could possibly be uh and then another comment i received from a youtube user aliendo 9328 says uh there was a movie in the 50s in the or the 60s the, the praying mantis actually no, that movie was called The Deadly Mantis, and it was from 1957. And it's not one of the best giant insect movies that, that, that come out of the 50s. I would say probably the two best ones was uh, Them, What About the Giant Ants, and Tarantula, of course, about a gigantic tarantula on the loose. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, actually, I was thinking about it after I did that yesterday's podcast. You know, I was showing during that podcast, if you watch the video version of it, I had some little segments showing mantises out like that i used that i got off shutterstock that i was able to use in my uh podcast and uh i was thinking boy this is this is basically uh life imitating art in a way Uh, i'm talking about these praying mantises and what they do you know in those old movies like in them and tarantula there's or the the deadly mantis you know there's always these scenes where, where a scientist is meeting with other officials right and showing a short film about the the real uh, ants, what real ants do, right? When they have footage of real ants or a real tarantula or a real praying mantis, and then you know the, the show the the uh, the talk so they uh, so they talk about uh, what we're dealing with here, and basically that's <laughs> that's basically what I was doing yesterday. When you think about it, uh, and then another YouTube user, Mister Vibrating, uh, had some uh, 
comment here about this. He says, not having read any books on the issue and relying only on the video captures and testimonies I've seen so far, I might hardly have noticed these insectoids but for their discussion here on Quark Zone. I've seen mention of them in a few encounters perhaps, but if they are a higher tier of being common to the phenomenon, is it not more likely that there's still another layer of artifice, drones bred for purpose? Development of general purpose intelligence is highly dependent upon powers of, of abstraction in turn selected for by things like tool use and language. Being an apex predator is also commonly implicated, and mantis-like beings obviously tick that box. I'm not sure that's enough for them to develop language, maths, and science, however. There got, there's got to be a good argument that humanoid features such as opposable thumbs and verbal communication are a necessary environment for selection of general intelligence to develop. Insectoids seem unlikely natural overlords, but ideal as worker drones, perhaps for handling the greys and keeping them under manners as you suggest. Given that we can already pack transistors more densely than cort cortical neurons, I suspect it's more likely the intelligence in control is also artificial, the result of a post-singularity technology no longer subordinate to organic life. It could be calling the shots from a distant galaxy and we'd never actually encounter it. Encounter it. Just machines that were, that, uh, that were its roaming eyes and ears and of course its slave armies. Maybe it manufactures golems and other, cryptic, other, other cryptids on demand as casually as any other machinery from whatever local resources are available. I just don't see how insectoids could develop a technological civilization independently of intervention whereas they perfectly fit the requirements of a subordinate clone army, just like the golems. Well, that was a great comment, I thought. I thought it was worthy of sharing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, maybe there's some sort of artificial intelligence that's, in cre that's creating these things and sending them out to do their, biz to do their work. I mean, that's, maybe the, uh, there is a hierarchy among these groups of, of beings, and maybe the uh, mantis is just another, it's not the top of the food chain, but maybe there's other things above it. Maybe it's artificial intelligence. Maybe the, 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 the mastermind behind this is somewhere <laughs> 100, 100 million miles deep in space, and we not even close here to here and maybe the, this is what they do they just travel the planets and they do whatever they're doing and then for the you know on the request of this of, of it of their creator i mean it's incredible because it is incredible to think that praying mantises could develop uh like they like some people think they have developed i it's just hard to imagine how is that possible but I just don't know. It's just it's too fantastic. I mean, there was somebody actually put a comment on on there laughing about it because, it, and I understand it is something to laugh about. It's funny. There was another comment. I don't have it up here right now, but it, it is funny. It's too. It's it's incredible. It's fantastic when you sit back and think about it. It's like how could that happen? But I guess who knows? I mean, I I, I mean this could be, Mr. Vibrating could be right about this. It could be. It, it might not have been developed. It might not have evolved on its own. Something created these things, perhaps, uh, and that's something to think about. And then for another recent episode for extraterrestrial waste evacuation theory, uh, which where I was talking about how. Uh, I just put out a, a theory there based on uh, some of those comments that were provided by that anonymous micro uh, or uh, that uh, molecular biologist on Twitter or excuse me on Reddit recently. I you know I I, I provided more uh, 
speculation with regard to that talking about maybe uh you know a lot of alien abductees talk about seeing these alien beings floating in tanks some sometimes and uh we always think well they're maybe that's how they get their nutrition through the pores well i was putting forward maybe that's not how they get their nutrition maybe that's how they excrete uh through their pores because that's what this uh this biologist was uh, saying online but anyway, I received some comments for that episode, and here's one from Kyle James Meller. Uh, uh, he wrote, the difference between you, uh, this was on the uh, extraterrestrial waste evacuation theory. He says, uh, and, that, and this was from Spotify, Kyle James Meller, 1990, he says, the difference between you speculating and this so-called microbiologist is you aren't claiming without proof that you are a molecular biologist and that you've worked for the government on alien beings. I say it's fake. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be the guy be could be totally fake. He just invented all of this. He or you know someone who's obviously if it, if it's fake, it's it's probably somebody who's interested in this, who has knowledge on genetics and biology, is able to do something like this and put it out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it very definitely could be fake. And Kyle here thinks it is fake. Uh, Puck starved uh, wrote back, and this is from Spotify. He says, "I am perplexed." Why most UFO sightings are seemingly coming from the USA or South America. Although some sightings are reported around the world, most come from all over the United States, USA. Why is that? Now I don't know about that. I don't think I've. I don't. I don't think uh, I haven't seen evidence of that. I from from everything I've known, they they're all over the world, everywhere. Uh, it's not just America or South America. There's many many sightings in in Europe and Russia. I mean, all different countries. China. I mean, it's not just it's not just the United States or South America. I mean, there are a lot of sightings. It seems like uh, some people say that uh, South America, Brazil, that ter- that area, seems like there seems to be a lot more sightings. We don't know why. Uh, but it seems to me that there are sightings everywhere, in, in, on the oceans, uh, in, at the polar ice caps, uh, everywhere. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never seen any data suggesting that it's, it's uh, mostly localized to the United States and, and South America. I, I, I just don't know about that. Uh, but, hey. I'd like to see more information with regard to that, uh, if anybody has it. Okay, also from Spotify, Molly888 says, uh, Linda Moulton Howe says the greys absorb nutrients through their skin. That's a claim behind the cattle mutilation. They absorb the cow blood into their skin by rubbing it onto their arms. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, as I've always talked about before in the past, I believe, uh, I, I've, I've suggested this in the past, and again, that's a theory too, that they do absorb it through their skin. Uh, nutrients, perhaps uh, the cattle blood mixed in with some other uh, nutritious uh, substances. I, we just don't know. It's all speculation. We don't know. And now, again, what I was saying in that episode, again, that's just pure speculation too. We just don't know. We don't know. We have heard these uh, reports of beings floating in tanks on craft. Uh, what that purpose is, we just can't say one way or the other, but we could speculate. Are they? Maybe it's for a dual purpose. Maybe they guess how they get their nutrition through their skin, and maybe that's how they excrete through their skin while in these tanks. We just don't know. Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, there was another comment here from Ned1621 on from YouTube. <laughs> okay, I did say something. I know it's probably, uh, you know, I don't usually, I try to be very careful. I try to keep my show uh rated pg maybe like maybe you could if it was a movie maybe it could be shown as a double feature with the in the drive-in along with the 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 latest uh, comic book disney movie or something i don't know but i was talking about 
you know, the, the, one of the reasons why they do this is because uh, why, why they might have be, be designed this way so they don't leave any, any evidence around. And I during that episode, uh, I talked about, you know, you, you wouldn't do to have uh, during an alien abduction, like say somebody say things weren't going the way they were supposed to go uh, with the abduction and somebody starts fighting back. And maybe if one if these beings had. Uh, anuses and genitalia then there could be accidents and i said that you, you wouldn't do to have one of these extraterrestrials pinch a loaf and li- let it leave it uh, leave it on the floor there for someone to find that because that would constitute evidence and ned 1621 pointed out says pinch a loaf jesus i've never heard that before jim seriously i'm busting my gut in tears laughing man but it makes sense you don't want your workers taking <laughs> taking a dump on the abductees nice carpet do we then the cia would probably t- Take the evidence too and lock it up and freeze dry it. Then when they produce evidence out of hearing, you get a dump. You get a dump in a plastic bag. Oh, there's your evidence. Just joking, he says. Uh, uh, you don't want to be caught caught out of warp speed doing a hyper jump from one solar system to another. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it could that could be one of the reasons. But another thing I should have focused on more. I mean, that that could be one of the reasons, right? But another thing I wanted to focus on more that it, it does make it more. Uh, if 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 a being is designed this way, right? It's more efficient, right? I mean, you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't really have to feed them that much, probably. That's why they're designed so small. You wouldn't really have to feed them that much. It'd probably be a liquid diet uh, uh, or a paste of, or something like the, to that effect, uh, and and then they excrete through their pores. It's 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 not only uh, prevents any. Uh, you know, accidents from happening, like I was talking about it, but it's also very efficient. I mean, you, there's not much you need to provide to these things to keep them going. So that's I should have been I should have focused on that too a little bit more in that episode. And then uh, another another comment uh, for that episode from another YouTube user, Bill seventy five seventy six. He says, "I always thought the Greys would drink liquids like Ensure or something like that. I think you're onto something here with the waste evacuation hypothesis. I really wish someone like you were appointed to Arrow. I I say that because you have critical thinking that most scientists today don't. Well, thank you very much, Bill. Yeah, I wish I was appointed to Arrow. That would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? But maybe they would make me talk like a robot, like Sean Kirkpatrick during these hearings, and I wouldn't be able to reveal anything uh, because uh, they would te- they would make me sign a." a non-disclosure agreement and i would become just like him so yeah anyway moving on here now for uh an episode i that was entitled reddit uh, redditor alleges he studied aliens for government slash coltart says building hides giant ufos or excuse me giant ufo uh from spotify uh a user primo santeria said Maybe Ross is mindful of the craft being seized by multinational interest slash USA enemy if he disclosed the location. So yeah, of course I, I uh, you know I was asking Ross during that episode, hey, why, why don't you just tell us at least where that uh, where that place is? And uh, Primo Santeria is saying, well, maybe there's a reason he doesn't want to say it because maybe he thinks that uh, it will get seized by somebody. But I, I have to say in response to that. Uh, he said that they built a building over it because they couldn't move it. It was too big to move. So that's why if it can't be moved, then why would there be any concern about somebody trying to seize it? So I think he should just say what the the name of the location is. That would be uh, beneficial to us all. Uh, and Killbot from Spotify says, how about Mr. Coltart be, being told information on UAP and isn't sharing? How does that 
How does this make sense? Isn't the role of a UAP UFO investigator to be transparent and pass on findings? Geez. Well, yeah, that was more or less my stance on this. I, I agree with Killbot on that one. Yes, I I think you should. I mean, I understand. You don't give the name of the your anonymous sources. Of course you can't. You don't want to do that. But uh, there are other people out there. If this is true, there would that means there are other people out there that would have to know the location, right? So what does it matter? I mean, you're not gonna you're not giving away anybody's name, right? It could be anybody, right? So why not just say the location? That's where I'm at with it. Uh, another Spotify user, me, said, "Love the podcast. Keep being you." In the past, you mentioned going back to the fishing spot where you saw the UFO. Is that still possible? uh yeah i i want to uh yes i want to try to do that at some point in the future i've talked about that it was at a place called beach mountain lakes i actually attempted to do that uh last october i had some friends uh this was of course the incident happened in 1994 it was a place called beach mountain lakes where this happened it was actually a pond off the lake you know pretty much all by itself now i when i went to this place in october that area where i had my ufo encounter apparently is no longer part of beach mountain lakes there's a lot of private homes and stuff built there that's what it is it's like a private gated community uh that's all situated around this big lake where i went fishing that time with my buddy it was in 19 august of 1994 it was at this little pond off the lake and uh when i went there in october uh, i went there with two uh two of my friends uh we were gonna go we were gonna try to go there right and uh we couldn't get in we got into Beach Mountain Lakes, but that part was blocked off, and there were cameras there. It's now owned by a private developer, and I, I, I want to try to get permission to go in there. I don't want to go sneaking in and get arrested for trespassing. I, I just can't do that, but I would love to go there and see that site again because I haven't seen it now. It's almost 30 years. Uh, yeah, actually, next not this August, but next August will be the 30th anniversary of that. Okay, then I received, uh, uh, this was a comment from Shadowwalker1717 from YouTube. Uh, and this is what he wrote with regard to that episode. He said, individuals who exhibit strong skepticism toward the UFO phenomenon and actively engage in systematic attacks against those who are interested in the subject may likely be individuals who are either paid trolls or online operatives involved in psychological operations, if not even maybe hybrids. It is difficult for me to comprehend why someone who does not believe in the UFO phenomenon and its associated elements would invest such significant time and energy in dismissing it. The rationale behind such behavior appears to be devoid of logical reasoning. Amen, Shadow Walker. And you know, that's the kind of points that I make on a regular basis uh, when it comes to the skeptics on this. Uh, it seems like they they'll they'll twist themselves in the pretzels. It doesn't make any sense to me. They, they their arguments many times are devoid of logical reasoning, just like you've uh, intimated here. Okay, moving on. Uh, whistle for the episode. Whistleblower news: Reptilian on plane. Vegas alien debunker dismantled. Uh, for one one of my spot for the Spotify user, the boss of Danoff wrote. He says, I miss your old episodes. UFOs are real. The what is settled. Quit yelling at Mick West and CNN. Let's discuss abductions. The one thing they won't. Let's speculate on who and why. Well, let me just say that I do. <laughs> you know, since that day, I mean, it's funny. I actually have uh, been work doing that. I mean, 
uh, I, I don't like, I mean, I, I try to mix it up on this channel. I talk about what the debunkers are saying. I talk about what's going on in the news. I talk about old cases. I speculate on alien abductions and what they're doing here. There's all different kinds of different things I try to cover on, cover on this. I, I, there's so many different aspects to this phenomenon, and I'm fascinated by all of it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can't promise you that I'm not going to yell at Mick West and other debunkers in the future. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think it's important to uh, point out their idiocy uh, when it's when necessary. Like for instance, Michael Shermer recently, a, a longtime debunker, uh, he made he made some you know ridiculous statements uh, that needed to be that I felt was necessary to respond on my show. And uh, I, I I mean yeah, I, I try to mix it up here with everything, and I do focus on I speculate a lot of as as many people know. Uh, and I talk about what's going on in the news. And another thing is that recently it seems like there's been a lot of stuff happening in the news. Uh, I mean, in the past couple of months, it's hard to keep up with it all. Actually, I'm having trouble keeping up with it all. There's actually some things that I I haven't even talked about. There's there's so much stuff going on. I can't talk about all of it. I, it's it, you got to try to keep your focus on some aspects of it, the more important aspects of it. And I am trying to do that. But at the same time, uh, in the past, there have been times where no, there were there was no news at all, and I would you know I would talk about older cases you know uh, during those periods, talk about you know older cases that interested me, personal experiences, speculate on why what's going on here, the hybridization program, things like that. And I, I actually have done that since uh, you've made that comment, since that comment was made. But yeah, I try to mix it up here. So uh, okay, and I received another comment uh, from uh, Spotify user. Uh, Lama Seidel said, I spent a good portion of tonight's show saying, get them repeatedly. Awesome show, solid points. Okay, yeah, now, that's, now see somebody else listening to that show when I was talking about, there was a someone who was, uh, uh, for that episode, I, there was a debunker uh, uh, called The Truth Is. I don't know what his real name is, uh, but he has a YouTube channel called The Truth Is. And so this person here, uh, liked what I was doing in that one, so I can't. It's hard to please everybody all the time. You just can't do it. Uh, so I, 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 I try to just cover the whole phenomenon, the news, the the speculation, whatever old old cases. I, I try to cover everything. Uh, my personal experiences. People get sick of me. I get a lot of comments from people who are sick of me talking about my personal experiences. And then the funny part about it is, I get comments. I get emails actually from people sometimes too. I get a lot of emails from people in addition to comments from people who say, hey, uh, could you talk about what you, 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 you mention it sometimes, but you don't tell the whole story. Uh, they want me to tell the whole story. So I, it, it, there's all different people with all different uh, uh, desires and wants. Uh, uh, and I, I'm trying to, I, I'm, I'm doing the best I could. That's all I can say. Uh, let's see. And then I received, uh, finally, here's the last comment I received for that episode. This this was from Gray Owl. <laughs> Gray Owl's one of my <laughs> one of my biggest fans cuz actually I'll leave a link to his website or to his YouTube channel rather. He actually he actually makes videos uh, uh take take images of me, put me on the Starship start like things like the Starship Enterprise along with uh, uh military witnesses to UAP uh UAP's uh, Shannon Scott and Rob Heatherly were on the start on the Starship Enterprise drinking Coors beer and there's uh uh bikinied alien space babes dancing around me <laughs> it's just it's it's really funny it's really silly and so uh you could check out his channel and some of the videos he's made uh that were inspired by by my channel they're funny 
but anyway, he said with regard to this episode, ah, oh, nice to nice to get this dumb dumb st- stumbling around with his high school book report article. Seemed like the dumb dumb demographic was settling down a bit. But just when you think maybe we have the dummies on the run, a fresh horde appears as ravenous and lusting to be intellectually slapped around as the last. Uh, good on you for neutralizing this zombie with the same vigor that you apply to all dumb dumb live fire. Thank you. <laughs> so he he was talking about how I basically debunked the debunker uh, with regard to the uh, Vegas alien story. And uh, that... Could, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't stand, uh, I, I don't like when people put out, uh, uh, when people try to debunk things and they don't have all the information at, at hand. I mean, this that with regarding this guy, this, this guy, the, the truth is, I mean, he actually stated in, in his uh, debunking video that these people never filmed anything, which was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this... This guy just posted this video. I mean, this has been going on for a while now. It was talked for a couple of weeks. He did no investigation. I mean, there was a video. In fact, I've shown the video on my show uh, numerous times. I had Scott Roeder on, the crime scene reconstruction expert, uh, you know, go over it and point out that uh, the potential extraterrestrial that could be seen there. Uh, so, I, I mean, this guy did no research, but yet the, it's somebody out there that has, you know, 200,000 plus followers on youtube and and i i felt compelled i feel compelled to respond to these things because nobody else will uh you know nobody else is responding to these things and so, so i feel like somebody has to right so that's why i'm doing that i know some people get upset because I'm, I'm i'm yelling at the at these debunkers sometimes but i think it's absolutely necessary sometimes i don't do it all the time um but i do it sometimes and uh and I had a, I felt it necessary to do it that time again. And in fact, just in the in the previous ep, the most recent episode before this one, of course, I talked about the Vegas alien investigator, uh, Doug Papa, who who's the one who initially broke the story. And I I thought he he was calling it a hoax in his headline. I watched that whole video that he put out an hour and forty two minutes long, and I was waiting for the for him to tell us. Well, the shows the definitive evidence that shows this is a it's a hoax and it's not he never did it was just listening to this long-winded conversation that led nowhere in the end really i mean for the most part um so uh, yeah i think it's necessary to point these things out when they happen it's i i somebody needs to do it so that's what i've been doing that's been part of this whole channel since i started it so i'm going to continue to do that when the when the a need arises um anyway i do want to say i do appreciate everyone that uh, provides comments like this and really i, I want to talk about there's so much more i couldn't even get into them or i'd be here i'd probably have a, a 10 hour long uh, podcast and that would be too much I'd, I'd probably lose my voice after about two or three hours uh, but i do appreciate it. there's just so much more uh ideas that come out of these comments all the time and it, it gives them you know great points a lot of times uh so i i really do appreciate it so keep them coming and hey if you have if you do have issues with me i don't mind uh hey bring them on to let me know what they are and yeah i'll talk about them and i'll, I'll you know i'll at the very least take them under advisement so yeah but anyway thank you again for joining me until next time <laughs>